This episode of Probably Science is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. I don't know what the difference is between those two, but both are easy. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code PROBABLYSCIENCE. Killed it. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Probably Science. Guys, welcome to Probably Science. Oh, that was uh, a good one. You got the name of the show yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. I included the name of the show. <laughs> so, uh, yep. Um, you got the job. Yeah. Brought to you by Circle Area, and uh, <laughs> here we are. This, uh, joined as always by Mr. Andy Wood. Hello. And uh, sitting across from me, Mr. Matt Kirschen. Hey, and that was Jesse Case, who forgot to say his own name because I interrupted him. Oh yeah, I'm Jesse Case. Doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter. Um, and uh, yeah, this is probably science. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're we're Andy. Your ear infection's over. I'm totally healthy. I'm able I'm to over drink my again. Cold. I can drink now. Oh, well, well done. Well, You're over your cold? I'm over my cold. Congratulations. We're, We're back healthy. to full strength. It was, nice. I felt like it was like one of those, uh, the other team had a power play for a minute. Yeah. And now yeah. we're back at full strength. We had to I, pull uh, the goalie in. I lost an arm again. Ah. No, I know, buddy. I know. Just from the elbow down. I know, Thankfully, but you've been growing have... stem cells in the backyard. Yeah, so we got should, should be getting it back. Starfish injection we gave you, and boom. Um, right as rain. Um, Sounds just like a rain. Now I'm going to be right honest with you. Right as rain. Hello. When you first said you were going to give me a starfish injection. I was suspicious. It, it, right. it does sound like a sex act, but... Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. However, I gotta say, yeah. I'm, I'm already, like, I'd say a third of the way towards regaining the arm, so... Yeah, yeah. well, I got a starfish it's... injection off of Craigslist, which which <laughs> it was indeed a euphemism, and that, that was frowned upon. But we're here, we're here, we've got our wheelchairs, and um, we're ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, uh, we've got a, a tiny, tiny bit of, a little bit of housekeeping first, we've got someone to thank... Uh, we got, uh, Matt, Matlock, who sounds like a fictional detective, uh, come, he lives in Houston, Texas, and he gave us a, a donation to, which you can do yourself on probablyscience.com. His name's Matt Matlock? His I name? doubt that's his given. No way. Come on. I don't know, it's not impossible. It's not Matlock impossible. is a legitimate last name. Yeah, it, it's exists. not impossible, but it's awful parenting. Yeah. Is it awful? I, come on, man. It's like I think they looked at it and thought, like, he's going to grow up to become some kind of, like... If your parents named you Kirsch, you'd be happy with yourself? I, I thought it was real. I saw his middle name is Murder, she wrote. And <laughs> yeah, that is a bit... That's just highly unlikely. Yeah, that's a bit too far. Yep. Either way, thank you, Matt. Yeah, thank no, you thank you. Indeed. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you to everybody who uh, who listens and writes to us. We have... Um, there's a listener I wanted to thank because I could tell from the proximity of I'm her tweets... i thank everyone that writes to us. No, but like people, no, but we like <laughs> people who tweet we, we at us. We appreciate our e the emails that to probablyscience at gmail dot com. We like it Absolutely. when people tweet us at probably science. Oh, and people can message on uh, Facebook as well. They can uh, they can to do our Facebook page. Any number. The, the, actually, the best thing you can do really is give us a rating in iTunes. A nice the best rating. Thing you can do a nice little comment. Uh, um, or or on Lulu because we do need the help. Um, we need the help guys... on need the help on Lulu. Have you guys seen What's your Lulu? Lulu score? You don't know about... Oh, no. Oh, is that... The, we uh, should bring in our guest so he can contribute to this conversation. Absolutely. We have with us a comedian, um, uh, technology maven, dare I call you, uh, IT man to the stars. Philanthropist, uh, <laughs> entrepreneur. Andrew Solmson. Andrew Solmson. Hi, guys. Amateur eugenicist. <laughs> Andrew Solmson. <laughs> so I saw you shake your head when we mentioned Lulu. Well, it's just living in Los Angeles, I, I've... 
You know what we it is, surround- obviously. Yeah, should we explain what we it is? Should explain Lulu. Is Lulu. Lulu. Am I right? I think that this is the app where women rate guys. Yes, right. they rate men it's- using hashtag type things like mama's boy or yeah. hashtag, you know, like dirty okay. underwear. Or it's Yelp, like that. but for, for this business. Yeah. Or no stage five clinger or yeah. can't take a hint is yeah. what I've heard they can Will say about Will there ever be an end is- to <laughs> women objectifying men? Right? Right? Yeah. But... Only in Los Angeles have I run into men who will post their own Lulu rating on Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you yeah. can apparently have your own Lulu Wait, I'm, a, I'm curious, though. Do you mean because they're impressed with how good it is or they're like self-deprecatingly saying, look no, how awful no, it no. is? No, no, they, no. They're, they're, look, I got a nine on Lulu. Oh, I thought you meant they were like, it's on my resume. Me and they were yeah. laughing about it. It's full clean driving license, nine on Lulu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can ride horses. God. I had a decent Lulu score, I think. Or a decent... Uh, See, it's, it's like... I was anything. hanging with a female friend who showed me my Lulu page. I've done the same thing, and it's the same thing as going on your iTunes ratings, where like it doesn't matter what the average is, you're going to look for the worst one, and then think about that when you're trying but to sleep you had sleep more than night. one. I'm Andy. I've kissed more than one. I've kissed more than one girl. No, my mom gave me a great score. It was... She called me a catch. Yeah, she called me a catch. You're going to break You're gonna break someone's heart one day. Yep. She said, Lo- lovely hair. Um, uh, what if we really did tell... I mean, we totally could do that. What? Just tell all of our listeners to give us like, ridiculously good Lulu ratings. Give us great Lulu Inflate scores. us on Lulu. Please inflate us on Lulu. Um, I find that creepy. <laughs> but what's the heart? It's a bullshit thing anyway. Why it's, not yeah, have people just... Shit. <laughs> yeah. I'd be very curious if people do take it seriously. I'm trying to think of a way they could tell us that they were one of the... Because it's all anonymous, so we wouldn't know yeah. if it was a real person or, or a listener. So Excellent well, podcaster. <laughs> like, right, right. You can't create your own hashtags. You can oh, only you use can't? the prescribed. There are certain and that's list not of and that's not a pre-existing one. No, there are no extant because every hashtags. there are probably as you know the the five hundred soul traits of manhood. Yeah, which which have been defined properly defined, and they've turned them into hashtags. Okay, how many soul trains of manhood are there? Uh, like three. I, mean, oh, okay. I think as far as Don the, Cornelius has mapped them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, so Lulu's a um, horrible a, thing. It's a horrible <laughs> thing. It's a horrible. If there huge... were, I'm not trying to be one of those guys who's like, uh, uh, I'm not like a falling down type guy here. It's like, when's White History Month? I'm not saying that, but like, <laughs> right, right. if there was a Lulu where men were rating women, the internet would explode. Like Jezebel well, it, it would. would... <laughs> yeah, well, like my computer would just light on fire yeah, when yeah, I logged yeah. into anything in the morning, and and I remember hearing about Lulu on Jezebel. And the article was like, now it's our turn. And I was like, what? There was no... Yeah, there was no equivalent thing. That <laughs> there was no weird <laughs> thing. I mean, Not oh, that I want there to be. Was. I... There definitely has been that kind of thing. It gets of, shut down after like a week and it's like on a college campus and it's how Facebook starts. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am I hot or not? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's right. only happened worth once and it's worth a hundred billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's only happened once and it just bought a thing no one's oh. heard of for 19 billion dollars. The whole thing strikes me as difficult. I dipped my toe in the tinder waters. Tinder waters. Yeah. And, uh, mm, you're supposed to uh, post a face pic, not a toe pic. But I, yeah. no, I've certainly tried the. I uh, I had a I had a very difficult experience with Tinder and removed the application within 24 yeah. hours. So it's, uh, it's, it can be dangerous. Let's yeah. can we dive further into that? Yeah. I've, it, I I still don't have Tinder. Or I haven't had it. Well, I first the first thing that bothered me about it was the whole sort of Roman emperor thumbs up thumbs down well, aspect of it. I don't know anything about these people. Why am I judging them? And That's the sole purpose for its existence. Though. Yeah. I mean that's the and then, Andy wears a toga. <laughs> when he when he logs into Tinder, it's very strange. We have yeah. to feed him grapes. Yeah, yeah, sort of a, a grape leaves behind his ears, mm-hmm. and he vomits up every meal. It's kind of weird. I guess that wasn't a thing they did. Yeah, vomitorums no. is not. Uh, right. And then the first and only Tinder match that I made 
uh, was with a woman who does stand up and is a known prostitute. Wow. So, uh, so it's sort talks of like, about her so sex work stuff on, on, and is very Googleable, by the way. Wow. Uh, and is, have I dated her? Be honest. Uh, I think you'd talk about it more <laughs> if you had. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a real life, it's like a real life pina colada song, right? It's yeah. like, oh. right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just, oh, that was disconcerting. So I just, yeah, and then I ran it. into her at the, at the liquid zoo after having, Matched There's no prostitutes in that area. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. And uh, I just, uh, I deleted the app within moments of meeting her. Yeah, we're really? heading, we're heading mm-hmm. down a dangerous road here, guys. Well, we have to technology. Talk about this. We have to talk about this after the show. I didn't know there was a, a comedian that is a known prostitute. Well, she talks about it on stage. I, mean, I haven't. What? Have, what? Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? I mean, not at the level that can we you just guys give her, are at. Can we just give her tags or something you know instead what, of money? What we're doing it? for listeners here is so mean because we're <laughs> never going to pay this off. Like, we're just teasing them with yeah. the story about the hooker with a heart of comedy. Uh, <laughs> heart of comedy gold? <laughs> yes. Uh, it makes, pretty, it makes decent sense as a gig to do if you're a... I suppose. Well, she, no. both, have both, both have easy variable hours, working hours. Yeah. Sure. Set your own schedules, set your own rates. Yeah, it's depressing. Mm. It's it a, is a bit. It's a small gig. It's, it's depressing. But yeah, I feel like the reason we got even went on the little Lulu. You got, oh, yes, you got yeah, matched. Yeah, we got matched. So and uh, and I, I didn't respond to her because I didn't... I mean, she said she, said she was a comedian and she indicated in shared interests a comedy venue, we all know. Right. So she had to be a comic... And so I showed her picture to a friend of mine who's also a comic and said, I don't know this person. Do you know this person? And she was like, yeah, she's a prostitute. And she yells about it on stage. <laughs> she yells about it. She's an angry prostitute. Well, then that's my, that, then that's my problem with it. Then, like, I've got, I got no issues with sex work. But if she's a bad comedian, that's not so good. No, no, absolutely. You know, like, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't want to date an inept stand-up. Right. <laughs> Always have like someone with bad stagecraft. Yeah. Right. You want a, yeah. a, a screech in the streets. <laughs> and a, and a, a freak on the sheets. <laughs> you wanna... I mean, my thing, my thing what, about it was, you, you know, it was just scary. I'm not a, you know, I mean, first of all, there's, you know, I'm not, I'm not what I would call much to look at. Oh, jeez, come on. What's, and uh, what are you talking about? It's you're a ton to look at. Yeah. Well, there's the joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, touche. Yeah. God damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it is the best response to, to somebody who's sort of taking a jab at you. Well, that is the joke, isn't it? Like, <laughs> that was a joke. All right. Uh, no, uh, you're like, yes, therein lies the joke. Yeah. No, uh, you're a very handsome man, Andrew. And I'm not, I'm uh, not trying to correct. You're a you very know, handsome man. Um, you can, uh, I think in the comedy world, you can have uh, good looking, funny, uh, and employed. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick any two. Right. You know, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I'm two of those things. And oh. I, I, you know, uh, you gotta but I'm job. also very heavy. I'm, you know, I'm not going to argue about it. I'm a, a big fat guy. Uh, I've been called a fat. Do we, can we yeah. say whatever you want? Uh, you can, don't worry about language. You can't okay. fat shame though. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, well, I've Sorry. been called a fat motherfucker at times and, and, and I've been the one doing the calling. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, so when, when someone like that, I mean, she was very pretty, and uh, uh, when you know, when someone like that picks you, you think, oh, "Well, what is she seeing?" And I think what she saw was a mark. Oh, oh. so it played into paranoia rather yeah. than any like worries yeah. about. Yeah. But then, and, and then I was terrified. So 
you know, here's this you know, maybe, woman who owns her power or whatever she want to, you want to call it. But maybe it, you are, you know, maybe you are her type and mm-hmm. she knew and, and yeah, I have a feeling her type has folding cash and, uh, and Wait, that's what, I don't true. know that term. What's folding cash? Yeah, that's you paper know, money, money. Enough money, money as to have coins. Fo- enough, enough money to fold. <laughs> I thought you meant and, just paper money, like yeah. those coins can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, uh, hmm. and so, but so when I, you know, I, this is all judgment on me. This is my judgment. My of a prostitute. Terror. To be fair, I yeah, mean, this, sure. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, and you know, an act of adult film actress, and and uh, and so you know, there are all these things, you know, and. Uh, and so, you know, I've been talking about it a little bit on stage and I just said, look, it's, it's my judgment. It's my fear. And what I need to do is go home and read David Foster Wallace's This is Water and then try and walk a mile in her six inch heels. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's you, just literally the most difficult shoes to walk a mile in. <laughs> um, but Andrew, you and I have had this conversation. You sound like you're being a little hard on yourself. And this is not a relationship podcast. Wait. What I I thought it. I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong place here, guys. I'm gonna go. I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> no, what were you saying? That, no. I oh, you thought, thought it was a relationship, relationship podcast. No, if anybody has any wants dating advice, emails in probably science at yeah. gmail.com. No, um, we have talked about the system, the number system before, mm. of, you know, as in the, I'm a six. I'm a six. Know, I'm a yeah, seven. Blah yeah, blah yeah. blah. And it is, and this is so general, and this is so dumb and so fucked up, but it is different. I think there's a different number system for uh, men and women based on, I mean, people are looking for different things, and it's based on different things. There's a curve based on, it's like your looks or any of that, and you are a handsome guy, your looks probably equal maybe for a woman less of a percentage of what your, makes up your number than for us. I'm not going to argue with you. I, I'm a, a, a fine The intelligence, gentleman. the humor, yeah, that, I'm, all, I'm, that all adds I'm, numbers. I, 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 I have fine self-esteem on most of my issues, but the, 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 it's, there's a reason people enjoy seeing those uh, pictures of, or videos of unlikely animal friends. <laughs> you know, well, I like where you're going. I like where you're going. When yeah. the rhino and the dog are a friend, you know, yeah. or when the 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 donkey and the seagull enjoy each other's yeah. company. No one's amazed when the wolf and the coyote are hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So maybe yeah. she'd be the little like bird in a symbiotic relationships. Yeah, picking picking what out of me. Uh, right. Uh, the uh, I, I don't know. It's I, I just. You know, I've been in successful relationships. I'm not going to argue that I, it, uh, that I, I can never be. It's just, I'm not happy with myself in that area. And I think that, that propagates out. Yeah. Well, also, no, Tinder I certainly, is the worst. And, it, you know. Tinder is a Las Vegas bar at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. It is. It, and everybody is blinded by lust and, uh, whatever chemicals are coursing through their veins. Right. And, well, there's no last call in Vegas. So I think the analogy falls apart. Yeah, but 2 a.m. is when you start to think, where am I going to wind up tonight? Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I um, t- certainly, I mean, um, empathize and agree with you there. I get uh, immediately skeptical of anyone that has a crush on me. Um, oh. Because of... No, no, no. You know what's... It's the Groucho disease. Yeah. yeah. It's, Be, yeah. yeah, exactly. The, the club that would have you. Uh, yeah. Being into me is a deal breaker, which is... <laughs> which, it's a tough one. It's, it's a tough, tough one. one. It's a conundrum. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the what's wrong with you that you like me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we could go down this road forever, but yes. uh, yeah. the reason I even got on the topic of internet dating and, and 
Lulu, I was jokingly saying that we appreciate when people do rate us on iTunes and when you tweet at us. And I noticed from a pattern of tweets that we have a listener who's been like binge listening because she'll comment on episode 20 and then like two days later she's on 45 or something. So, Karen, uh, this is, yeah, Karen I, Wolf. So I, I, I admire your uh, tenacity to be listening well, at to Karen's sort of, Yeah, at Karen Wolf, uh, she's sort of started from the beginning. Uh, so she's just messaged us. Uh, I, I can't remember even how many episodes ago Andy asked how many people wondered how many people are in space right now and she has just sent us a link to um, how many people are in space right now dot com it's a great it's website cool. I use it all the time it's very it lists exactly that and it tells you the names and the nationalities and how long they've been up there uh, so thank you Karen uh, you will hear us thanking you in about a month and a half's time <laughs> <laughs> the number is six right now right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it has been as high as nine recently and uh, they've all been there at least 100 days. Yeah, but, but recently uh, a, a troop that had been, or a group of three that had been there for 180 days had left. Oh, okay. okay yeah. wow. They just couldn't yeah. hack it anymore. There's... Well, they do the six months, although there is somebody who's going to stay up there for a year this time. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but there's how many people are in space right now.com, which I love. And then there's also heavens above, heavens above.com. Which Does that is, tell you the satellites up there? Or? That tells you uh, ISS transits and things like that. Oh, cool. And uh, I, I don't know when this is going up, but I do want to mention that if you're in the L.A. area, there's a wonderful ISS transit on February 26th, Wednesday, at 6.15 p.m. Oh, yeah, well, this is going up very late. This, how, this will go up tonight. So, yeah, um, yeah, I like that you knew even the time right off. Oh, it's yeah, 6.15, I think, uh, northwest to northeast. There'll be a great uh, ISS transit. It'll be magnitude minus 3.3, which makes it probably the third brightest thing in the sky behind oh. the moon and Venus. Is it is it distinguishable from anything other than just a dot that's moving? There's it's a moving. It's, it's, when you see it, you'll know it's not anything else. Yeah it's, yeah. it's a dot, a very bright dot that moves across the sky in about six minutes. Oh, geez, that's fast. So yeah. if you had a telescope, you couldn't even really track. You couldn't even put it in place enough to like take a look at it. Or it would be I think so on fast. A, well, no, you can. I've I've been told that with a really good pair of binoculars, you can make out sort of a kind of a disc of the of the station. Oh, um, wow. Um, it's. I mean, if you think about it, it's two hundred miles away. That's not that crazy. Yeah. yeah. The effort NASA goes to to make it look like they really put people in space. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Wow. A Capricorn One fan and... over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Like, imagine cool. if that was that. Like, I didn't even believe in rockets. That's how far I thought Come they on. took the hoax. Right. right? No way can they get pe things up in the sky. <laughs> right. Did any of you guys do model rockets as kids? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I just found some we, footage. Of, I faked of us. mine on a soundstage. <laughs> 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 of course you did. Uh, just a soundstage with like a Pepsi bottle. <laughs> <laughs> right. One of my favorite model rocket moments was I, I built one called the Patriot which I think was a reference to the Patriot missile. Probably. Um, and it had a very big plastic nose cone. And uh, I sh it had a, it, so it was heavy. It was a heavy rocket. Mm -hmm. And it used a big motor. And uh, we shot it off, and I had not glued the motor mount well enough into the body of the rocket. So when the ejection charge hit, instead of pushing the rocket, or instead of pushing the nose cone out and yeah. releasing the parachute, it... 
uh, blew the motor mount out of the back of the rocket, and, <laughs> Shut the, thing it just, and the thing just turned around and nosed down <laughs> to ground. Like, and it when when it hit, it buried itself a good six inches into the ground. Wow. It was Damn. it was moving, and it really wow. could have hurt somebody. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> but if you were how old were you at this point? Twelve. So that's yeah. right. that. Rather than being a catastrophe, that's just the best thing that you saw that year. <laughs> yeah, it was right. wonderful. Way cool. No, that's and that's the parachute. that's the era of lawn darts. I, mean, I feel <laughs> yeah. like there was there was there was a good like. 20 or 30 year run between oh. between like the late 60s and like late 90s when uh, it was a yeah. big entertainment just to have flying things come at you. Pickup sticks were made of sharpened metal. And yeah. yeah. I had a real Gilbert chemistry set before they neutered them. Like I had oh, the wow. real what kind of chemicals? Like, you know, I was making smoke bombs and all kinds. <laughs> it didn't of come stuff. with instructions for that. You could just figure. You no, know, yeah, to. I figured it. Out. I mean, amon- ammonium chlorohydrate or something like that. Uh, <laughs> ammonium just... chloride. I, I, I can't even remember. But it had like real stuff in it, and you can see them on eBay sometimes. They have the like the Gilbert radioactivity chemistry set that came with like a little bit of uranium. Oh, isn't that <laughs> the guy? That's the guy that invented the erector set. Oh, I don't know about that, but... There was a nuclear kid... The guy that invented the erector sets who Willy Wonka was based on. Oh. And he's, he was a that. psycho, like, toy fanatic. Uh-huh. But the erector set was his most famous thing, but he also made crazy stuff. And he made a, like, radioact... Like in the Alfred 50- Carlton Gilbert. Is this Maybe, the same that sounds again? right. Gilbert that sounds right. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he made like a yeah a radioactive thing. Look up the like, Gilbert radio radio uh, Gilbert radio radioaction radioactive comes with a little yeah. toy lead lining for your suit. <laughs> but the the other uh, um, how did they just do that? My my dad got used to like, when it was wet weather days and they couldn't go out to play at school. Um, they just brought out vials of mercury and they spilled them on the desk and let them play with it. I stole mercury from my middle school chem lab and did exactly the same thing. I remember... Very safe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably... My mom just sold the house I grew up in so it may may have... Oh! It may have mercury vapor leaching out of the floorboards somewhere. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Uh, There's there's actually... If you look on the floorboards in my bedroom, there's a a big round scorch mark that's Uh. exactly the size of a silver dollar. And the reason that is is because somebody at Radio Shack thought it was a good idea to sell a ten-year-old a butane torch. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you must have talked a good game. I mean, you must have given him something to go on. He sold me a real, you know, the a, like a, a I think it's the kind of like a serious butane torch that I then used to try to melt a silver dollar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the best one is the. Have you ever heard the story of the radioactive Boy Scout? Uh, no, no. Oh, that's a brilliant story. Okay, let's get a stinger for this. Radioactive Boy Scout. It's Andrew Thompson presenting the Radioactive Boy Scout. (laughs) (laughs) He's a real dude, okay? And there's a great article about him that I think was in The Atlantic. You can find it online. Um, and, uh, And he's got a Wikipedia article and everything like that. So one day, his neighbors come out of their houses and see guys in... Moon suits taking apart their this 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 guy. You know, he was 16 years old. He lived with his mother. Oh, I think they're I taking heard this apart, story. Yeah. yeah, they're taking apart the mother's potting shed. All right, <laughs> and the place has become literally a super fun site sure. because he has been experimenting with radioactivity. He loves radioactivity, and he's fascinated by it. So his first project was he collected like a thousand dead smoke detectors, which right. have a small amount of americium in them. Oh. Um, and he opened them up and yeah, concentrated the americium. The way those smoke detectors work, wasn't it? Like, they, 
there's the the radioactive material on one side and a little detector on the other, uh-huh. and it's just measuring the amount of particles that make it through. And if smoke gets in the way, that blocks some of the flow of particles. But it, so it sets off the alarm. They re- it's not just a simple photo detector like like that. You could use a photo detector right. circuit for that. The, the radiation I thought, I thought actually smoke ionizes the particles. Small... Uh, okay, so yeah. the radiation ionizes the particles, yeah. and then yeah, mm. and. Uh, um, so the, these, the, he was collecting and concentrating the mericium from the smoke detectors. And then his next little trick, and the one that brought the EPA down on him, mm-hmm. was that he um, was, um, in the olden days, you know, a Coleman gas lantern, mm-hmm. like the kind you use when you're camping. Yeah. They have a mantle that the gas goes through to burn. That, that, that's what produces the light. And they would coat them with a small amount of thorium uh, to improve the quality of the light. Okay. And so he burned thousands of these gas mantles and then chemically <laughs> concentrated the thorium to the point where he had enough of a radiation source that he could use it as a small breeder reactor. Oh, to, my God. How old was he? He was 16 or 17. Oh, my God. And then he went into the, you know, they, they he did some, um, uh, you know, he, he got, like, brought up in the juvenile justice system or whatever, and then... They, he wanted to be in the Navy, and he wanted to be a nuclear reactor technician, but he'd already, he'd already given himself a lifetime dose of radiation, so he couldn't work on nuclear stuff in the Navy. Uh, but they found him kind of messing around with it anyway, and, uh, and they cashiered him. They, they, they got rid of him from the Navy. I, I think this is right. I'm not sure of all the details, but uh, it's online. Just He's not sure of the details. The radioactive <laughs> yeah. boy scout. But Google radioactive boy scout. It's it's a fascinating read, and it's just it's one Google of my it favorite. <laughs> so if he if he was smart enough to do all these things, he he must have been smart enough to be aware of the risks he was putting himself. There, you can see his face. He's given himself radiation poisoning. I mean, he's so really, he didn't make yeah. any attempts to like shield himself in all this work. He wasn't. He did he a didn't make bit, a lead but, vest or something. But you know, he wasn't. It, it's it is invisible. But he was and, in a shed. As well. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't but, I mean, like he, he was he working must have had a high f- quality lab. But he also must have had a fair knowledge of yeah, to, to even find out that those pre-internet to find out that all those things had trace amounts. Like of for example. I don't know how to concentrate the thorium from the outside of a camping lamp, but, but I do know not to fuck with it because it'll he, make you ill. He burned them to ash and then just it created solutions of it and then washed the... the you, I, I don't know. I mean, it's worth reading the article. It's just... Yeah. It's, <laughs> we'll find it's, it and post it over on yeah. probablyscience.com, powered by Squarespace. It's one of my favorite stories of science gone wrong. Let me that's just great. put it that way. That's great. Yeah. All gone super right. Yeah, depending on who you ask, that's pretty... <laughs> science gone wrong! I definitely, I, I definitely dabbled that. a lot as a kid in, uh, in, in chemistry set kind of things. I love Mr. Wizard and MacGyver was you know I mean, yeah all nerds in the 80s wanted oh, to be MacGyver, MacGyver. That there was a chance your career could be MacGyver's like someday you what could... did he even do I'm gonna pull something out to show you nice nice right. this is my regular consulting bag and this is every everywhere I go I always have a paperclip with me in my wallet. Is that a thing he always has a paperclip with? Oh no, it's just you know that at some point you're gonna need a paperclip. You're gonna need a paperclip. Very practical. Wow. As well as bringing. Sorry. What are you no, 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 no. I was just gonna. That reminds me. A friend of mine had a, had a, a friend of mine in high school. His dad was so practical that he uh, he would give him tips like, "Son, uh, you should put dimes in your penny loafers in case you ever have to make a phone call." <laughs> What? Which is the nerdiest. Also, from a time when like ten or twenty cents could get you a phone call. Oh, but, I uh, got into a lot of trouble in college. 
Um, for dimes and your penny loafers? No, for <laughs> making phone calls. I um, oh, you we were freaker. We talked about this last episode. Yeah, yeah, we talked Just about the last episode. We talked about phone freaking. I mean, Did I you have your Captain a, Crunch whistle? No, I was very low key, very minor league. Uh, <laughs> Did you have paid, a handle? I mean, it, no, no, no. Oh. But this is 1984, 85, okay? right? And uh, I was a freshman in college, and I was living in a big concrete blockhouse dorm, all men, two to a cell. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and they had pay. We didn't have phones in our rooms. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have any of that. Just we a pay had, phone at the end of the corridor. Phone at the end of the hall. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I learned that if you, there are four wires going to a pay phone: red, black, green, yellow. Mm-hmm. And if you grounded out the green wire or connected the green wire and the yellow wire momentarily, that would trick the switch at the other end to thinking that you had put a quarter in. And so I I. Uh, I, I took the conduit at the bottom of the phone off, and I put a little. I got a little micro switch from Radio Shack, and I soldered it in. <laughs> so the same same guy that sold you the torch. <laughs> no, this was much later. Andrew, yeah. yeah. we meet again. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine this Radio Shack employee is like a bald with a monocle. Like, <laughs> Andrew, you've come back. Like, you just he's walk like in, the, and he slides like the Professor X of right. science nerd. <laughs> you walk in, and he just slides a blowtorch to the end of the table. The usual Andrew. <laughs> oh no no no! But I put the micro <laughs> switch super in. So every time I to order a pizza or whatever, I didn't have to have a quarter. I just yeah. clicked the button. Did you tell other people on your floor it was there? I told a couple of people. Well, that quarter's it was there. another topping in yeah. '84. Yeah. yeah, and then you'd uh, short out the pizza guy when he arrived. <laughs> <laughs> just send him on his way. Yeah. They stopped delivering pizza to my dorm because the other jackasses in my dorm would would bag them. Do you know what that is? They no. would drop bags of water on their heads as they arrived. Oh, that's oh. not oh, what. Okay. See stuff like that. That's, like no. when you're a dickhead teenager you think oh it's a prank no that's just assault you're assaulting <laughs> right you're assaulting a, a minimum wage you food yeah. a minimum wage yeah. service worker but, yeah. you're just assaulting so anyway him. so i put the micro switch in there and i i guess uh you know uh the the phone company people must have figured it out at some point that you they weren't taking any money out of that phone and they and, figured out that and they, they, well, the and, numbers just don't add up they yeah. go like okay there's yeah $30 in here for $150 worth of calls. Yeah. Right. So after so they, they went so through and fired 10 guys that came to collect the quarters, <laughs> <laughs> So one day I came back to the phone and my switch was gone and they had armor, they put armored conduit between the utility closet and the phone. And that was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, uh, I got two friends of mine to help me. I pulled the hinge pins on the utility closet doors and just pulled the doors out of the utility closet so that I could get in there. Mm -hmm. And then I found the cable where it was coming out of the armored conduit, and I was in the middle of soldering a switch in when the RA showed up. And I got put on housing probation. Uh, (laughs) What was housing probation? Uh, If I fucked up again, I was out. Okay. Yeah. With all that work, you didn't think to go get a uniform that looked like (laughs) I was... I don't know. well, that's a great you show story. up to Radio just, Shack just, and the guy just how, has the uniform. Andrew! Much, we were expecting you, Andrew. <laughs> how much money did you spend on like soldering irons and micro switches? <laughs> At some point, the money is not the issue. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> no, I agree. I've, uh, yeah, I agree. But the, um, there's a great story about that guy in San Francisco, Telstar Logistics. Do you know him? No, no. He's, uh, he was this, he's a famous like, you know, early internet nerd guy um, and he bought a white panel van and had it 
screen printed with the <laughs> with the with the uh, the company name, you know, Telstar Logistics and a yeah. logo. And then he could park in every commercial loading zone in San Francisco, and nobody gave him any trouble. And Telstar Logistics is that a real company, or is that just no, one no, he made it was up? a fake company? And then he ended up using it as his company name, but it was at the time completely fake. Yeah. Oh, it is not a real company. Okay, I'm good. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Very I love awesome. that story because uh, I also got into a lot of trouble at university for parking issues. <laughs> That's not you as just... technologically interesting. No, <laughs> well, no, but you it just is. Hold I... tight. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I didn't tell you what I was parking. Yeah. yeah. I forged. Uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> I um. I was. At the University of Maryland, it's a largely commuter school, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you are a... a, a, a like trains people up to be commuters? No, it, it, yeah, but yeah. It, people don't live on campus. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so uh, I had a car and uh, I wanted to park it on campus. So they gave you um, a parking pass for what they called satellite lots because mm -hmm. they wanted to save the parking nearby for the people who are coming in from out of town or whatever. And... And uh, the satellite lots were way to hell and gone. They were forever away. And I'm a lazy fuck. And uh, and so I worked for the campus computer store, and we had a courier parking pass, which was different from the regular parking passes they gave the students because it was, instead of having the lot printed on it ahead of time, it had been, the, the, the lot that it was good for was written on it with a magic marker, and then it was laminated, mm -hmm. right? And so what I did was, uh, in an early version of uh, uh, like a digital editing program, a photo editing program, it was called Digital Darkroom by Silicon Beach. Uh -huh. It would be the kind of thing that became Photoshop. Uh, on a Mac Plus, hooked up to the original Apple SCSI scanner, uh, I scanned the courier parking permit and then erased the handwritten lot and then printed it on the right color paper and laminated it. And then I just took a dry erase marker and a rag with me everywhere I went. And I could write whatever lot I wanted on the parking permit <laughs> and park, even in like teacher's lots and, uh, you know, any staff lot or wherever. So I could yeah. park literally anywhere on campus. And you and had various irises that you could swap in and out. <laughs> <laughs> right. False fingerprints that yeah. you could, yeah. It wasn't quite like that, but it was good enough. It's very close well, to having using, a superpower. Yeah, yeah. Like 20 years ago, that kind of technology, like, like now that would be so easy to do in a, like, everyone has the equipment to do that. But, but then, then that really does look like, oh, that's the stuff that they have in the James Bond films. And But they also, they do things now to make it much harder to do, like printing on reflective stock or, you know, yeah. like holograms. Yeah, yeah. But it still takes the same amount of effort to do that. Like, I think, I think we're probably going to find out about all kinds of cool ways people are figuring out how to home print holograms. Well, they, they were know, doing just, it for a while in China. They were, they were home print, they were the factories that made the holograms for CDs, like for Microsoft Windows, you know, uh, they would, uh, you'd pay the guy a hundred bucks and he'd run off a set for you. Right. Oh, something. Some, yeah, it's like, don't go, to, don't go to the extra effort of finding a new way to do the thing. Just go to the source that, yeah. where it's being done and just pay use the guy human hacking. But anyway, just, so yeah. I made one of these parking passes and the huge mistake I made was giving one to my then girlfriend. Uh, and she was not as careful as I was about changing the lot when you move, you know, once you have great the super parking power, power comes yeah, great, great responsibility. Parking, yeah, yeah, it's great parking responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. So she got caught. Somebody took a close look at it, realized that it wasn't the right thing. And uh, she was three months from graduating, got hauled up before the Judiciary Committee. Jesus. And uh, we 
had a long talk and we decided to turn me in and <laughs> wow and i got i got brought up before the judiciary committee myself and i got fired from the computer store and although they did give me a nice reference and uh <laughs> this is a super villain or origin story <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely i don't live in a basement shaking my fist at <laughs> monitors is a is a victory for me and uh yeah the, well, um, I, it is weird that you showed up in a personal helicopter <laughs> um <laughs> just sort of came out of your backpack um and so i had to I had to mow lawns at the university president's house for 20 hours. If you know I what had, I mean. Um, <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a punishment they can give you, mowing lawns. That's what I had to do. Okay. And then I had to write a 10-page paper on computer crime. and uh, Which is I, how you learn how to... Exactly. <laughs> that's the, I learned things I still use to this day. So oh. I cracked the uh, yeah. word processing software. To a use young it. Frank Abagnale. I feel like it's almost <laughs> not even useful to ask you this now, but like, uh, you know, we usually ask our guests what their science background is. Obviously, yours is extensive. <laughs> what got you into what, what, at what age did you know that you wanted to be in, in oh, technological I was fascinated fields? by technology and everything, I think, from the time I was three or four on. Wow. My mom had pictures of jets that I drew when I was three or four. This jet goes 260,000 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have that design? Because that would be revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, would, you would win so many awards. I, I, a lot of Lego, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Get the kids into Lego early. Um, I, I feel that, so you said you, you were using, uh, what kind of Apple was it? The computer that you made the... Oh, the original Mac Plus. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Now, what was that all about? Like it was. I just, don't know anything about any, any of this. Is that well, the one that had the ad that was like the Orwellian? The, the, well, the no, the Macintosh original Mac like was the 128K Mac. That was the first 1984 Mac. Hence the right? ad. Yeah. And when I did this, it was 1986 or 87. So by that point, the Mac Plus had come out, okay. which came with an unimaginable one megabyte of RAM. Yeah. <laughs> What's the quote Bill Gates had in the 70s? Or yeah, no one's ever going to use more than 640K. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so it came with and one he megabyte. He still doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And it was it, it was uh, it was expandable to four. I think at one point or another. Uh-huh. Uh, and the four at, at the four megabytes of RAM would cost you eight hundred or I think twelve hundred dollars. Wow. And um, uh, I still remember the first hard disk I ever bought was an eighty megabyte SCSI hard drive from Apple. And it was twenty two hundred dollars. Well, I remember buying a thirty two megabyte strip of hard drive. You know, you could add the strips in the PCs. You could you could open. Oh, them a thirty two. Yeah, but the thirty two. It was a thirty two megabyte. Uh, like a like a. It was a. It was. It, it was it chips. It was just loose yeah, chips yeah. that you put on a board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I've you would slide them oh, into the yeah, board. Yeah. And those were so expensive. It, oh, yeah, it, it yeah. wasn't an actual moving. Yeah, it wasn't AST a disc drive. started out. No, it was like it was like boards, a two hundred dollar, just chip, and it would give you like thirty two megabytes. And I remember. But you could also you, you could also buy like the the floating point unit was a separate chip that you could plug into a socket on the motherboard. Like if you wanted to do extensive mathematical calculations. This seems as good a time as any because you, you're one of the first guests who's shown up with a story. Uh, and you're well, like, uh, yeah. Um, and it's Apple. And it relates that. specifically to modern computing, but Apple computing. But apparently there's a massive security vulnerability that... Well, Apple just released an update to iOS. It was on Friday. Yeah. And it was an update from uh, the current version of iOS to iOS 7.0.6. And they also released a corresponding update to the older version of iOS uh, that updates it to 6.1.6 that repairs 
a very bad vulnerability in the way that the iOS devices handle SSL, which is, what is secure SSL? sockets layer. That's what is that? the encryption technology that's used to create a secure tunnel over the public internet between you and, say, a bank server or a mail server. It's the encryption is what allows your traffic to flow over the internet in a way that prevents anybody from just <clears throat> inspecting the packets and, and looking at it. And that's what's going on whenever you go to a web page and it says HTTPS rather right. than HTTP. Yeah. HTTPS is HTTP Hypertext Transfer Protocol Secure. Right. All right. And it uses a technology called SSL, which is at the heart of other secure technologies on the on the computer as I've well. I've always identified example. it as SSL. So when your um, uh, when your computer is talking to a mail server, for example, like when you're talking to Gmail in Apple Mail, you're not using HTTPS, you're using a different protocol like POP or IMAP, but over a secure channel. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and there was a fundamental flaw in the library that Apple used to decide whether or not to trust a server. In other words, when you create one of these secure channels with a server, you are there is an exchange of what are called certificates okay all right? and the certificate says basically i am who i say i am and here is a piece of information you can use to encrypt information that you send to me that only i have the key to decrypt is this right. all still when i learned some of this stuff in college it was the like very primitive version of this but uh is it still at its core related to Public and private keys, large yeah, private numbers, RSA, RSA, yeah. RSA stuff. it's the whole thing. Which yeah. we talked about on a previous episode of the show. That's the I now Jesse's looking my way. The 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 idea um the idea behind it, um I think we talked about it a while ago, but the basic concept of it is it's very different from the, the previous ideas of encryption, which are you have the way something's encrypted, and if anyone else finds out that way, then they can decrypt everything. Sure. Public key and private key cryptography works with a process that's asymmetric it's easy to go in one direction it's much harder to go in the other and the thing that it relies on is how difficult it is to factor factor large numbers yeah factor so if you take prime two numbers, huge yeah. prime numbers yeah. multiply them together that's a very easy process for any computer to do but if you have a very large number and you're told to split it into the two primes that are multiplied together to make it that's extremely difficult there's no simple way for any algorithm to do it other than basically brute forcing it that's correct and then there's also what makes public key cryptography really interesting is is that there are two keys there's a key that people use to encrypt the stuff they send to you mm -hmm. that's public the world knows it and then there's a private key that only that you can use to decrypt the information they've encrypted with the public key and one tells a lie, and one tells the truth. That's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you have them in the canoe at the same time. One's going to eat the I think other. It's yeah, and Anthony and Patrick yeah. Goldfish. We've been through this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in cryptography textbooks, it's always Bob and Alice. Bob has a secret. Alice, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so, what was? But there's also a fundamental layer of trust involved here. When you get a certificate from a web server, for example, one of the things that that certificate says is who gave that certificate to the person that is presenting it to you. Now, this is and all stuff about, you don't even see as a you computer can click user. On the, you can click on the little lock icon and see the certificates. Okay. So if in the I'm wondering URL what position bar. you're in. What are you doing? What am I doing throughout my day where this interaction is taking place? Every time you log into a secure website like Gmail. Okay. Like if I log into like my Bank of America. Yeah. Or, yeah. But even Gmail uses HTTPS now. Okay. Facebook uses HTTPS. Okay. Yeah. There's, I'm receiving a certificate. 
You're yeah. Before, I'm so bad at this, dude. Like okay. I okay. There's an exchange. There's a handshake at the beginning of the interaction where the two computers exchange information that says, "I am who I say I am," and here's who says I am who I say I am. Mm-hmm. All right. Who this and, this guy's vouching for me over here? Yeah, and and that may be a, a a root. That's what's called a root certificate authority. All right. Okay. And the root certificate authorities. There's about six hundred of them now, I think, and people like GoDaddy or um, VeriSign. These are people who say, we gave this guy this certificate and he is a good dude. You can trust us. We're the guys who have the women in bikinis during the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. And uh, although they didn't do that this year and I was much, much happier for that. Um, uh, They finally figured out that bad press is actually bad press. (laughs) Um, that, uh, if we kill enough rhinos, I'm sure they'll like, <laughs> keep writing about it. Why are we going to stop? <laughs> um, the, uh, so, but that, that, that chain of trust is very important because yeah. if somebody can intercept your traffic between, it's what's called a man in the middle attack. Mm-hmm. If somebody can sit between you and Gmail or sit between you and Chase or Bank of America yeah. and decrypt, they can basically... They can send you a fake certificate without having to do any of the actual decryption of yeah. what would be. Yeah, they, they just don't have. Need, the they don't need the private key to decrypt. They can get in between and Before decrypt the traffic. Gets... Yeah, and decrypt the traffic you send to them. And so you like so in your computer, you're like, oh, this is this is for real because they only a legit company would have this mm-hmm. would have this key, <laughs> but actually somebody they in gave the you the fake key as well. Yeah, so it's like the perfect like so in Mission Impossible terms. What you've done is you're not just sending in your agent looking like someone else. You're sending in your agent, and you've already got into their computer to make their ID look like that person's face. I'll go along. So with they I, didn't follow. So that, they do. But, yeah. So they scan, <laughs> and they're but, like, "Well, this the, has got to be the guy because it looks exactly like guy, our agent." Yeah. They don't even got, know there's a guy coming in from the ceiling. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he can't touch so the in. floor. It's called a man in the middle attack. And the the thing is that like if you're on a public network, it's not going to happen when you're at home on your router. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like. It's, uh, it would be very difficult to do in that way. But Wait, actually, I don't know why that is, though. Why is that? Because there's a very small... There's the, the, the connection between you and your router is also encrypted. The, oh, the okay. WPA key. And once you've gotten so past So there's more and more layers. Point, right, yeah. But if you're on a public network where you're sharing the same sort of logical network layer with a lot of other people, mm-hmm. and, for example, at a Starbucks. Sure. Or... Uh, you know, in a university setting where you're sharing, you know, you know there's a public internet. Yeah. Large hotels. Where, yeah, exactly. Right. Regardless right. of whether you had to have a password to get into their wireless router, that's yeah. immaterial, you're saying. Yeah, but you're sharing with a lot of people who can get on that same network. Okay, okay. Right. right. Yeah. That right. also could have that so password. So a bad actor can get on that network and execute this so-called man-in-the-middle attack. And now, I have been described before as a bad actor. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that, uh, somebody who's not... Who's, who's, yeah, I have also been described as a man in the middle. <laughs> so I... <laughs> and it was two men. That was the other thing. <laughs> They're just keeping that ball away from you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so the thing is, the... the, the Frisbee what what the bug was that Apple was fixing with this new release was that the operating system did not properly verify that the key that you were presented didn't come from one of these man in the middle things mm-hmm. all right it didn't properly uh it didn't properly um execute the sequence the handshake that says this key comes from somebody i can trust it just basically dropped out of that handshake saying this is a trustworthy key whether or not it was 
Okay. Yeah. It the function that shoot that that determines whether or not this is a trustworthy key always returned that it was trustworthy, even if it wasn't. So, Across the board, if anybody had this version of the OS installed, it never correctly verified whether this was... It, was, it would not prevent man-in-the-middle attacks from happening. Normally, SSL prevents that yeah. by the way that it chooses to, uh, so, so this, to trust or not trust a certificate. So this is a new story that just came out. Has Apple now fixed that problem, or is it still it's not It's still fixed? in the process of being fixed. Um, first of all, the bug appears to have been introduced with iOS 6. All right. And so it's been in existence for at least a year and a half. Wow. All right. And it believe that there is some belief that it is the bug that the NSA used to, that they exploited to be able to basically own any iPhone. And Oh, I didn't know it was specific to technology like iPhones. I thought the NSA stuff was was well, there's all was, sorts was, of other. This particular okay, okay. NSA. It turns out it was a big organization. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple irons in the fire. It's like three yeah. guys. Yeah. But at one point, Snowden was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, computer are we going to go for? <laughs> but okay. the timing is very suspicious. At one point, Apple was not in the Prism program, and then they were. And the Prism program. I don't the, know what that the, is. The, the, that's one of the NSA programs that Snowden leaked. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, and right around the same time that iOS six came out, they got into the program. All right? So there's and, a suspicion that this vulnerability wasn't an accident. It looks so accidental because it's the code is basically it's like somebody literally there's it's just. A, a duplicate line of code. Oh, there are wow. two lines that say go to fail. Instead, there should be only one. And so that second go to fail, it, it pops everything out of that case statement, that if then statement, instead of it's just, it's, it's the dumbest bug. And it's been in there for a year and a half, and the NSA has been exploiting it pretty much. Wow. And, uh, and it's still not fixed on Macs. It's only fixed if you upgrade to this latest version of iOS on iPhones and iPads. Available exclusively at probablyscience.com. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not fixed on Macs yet. So if wow. you're and it's that simple, like theoretically they could they could release an update that's just the same code, but that one that one line removed, yeah, it would just exactly. be fixed. And there are people who have done that. They've dec they've they've disassembled the code and released a patch for that library. Wow. But it's a third party patch, and you don't know where it comes from. Yeah, right. Right. So the Jim at not the NSA dot <laughs> right, right, right. And so the um, dot ru. So for right now, the steps you can take to mitigate this issue are very important. The first step is, if you have an iOS device, an iPhone or an iPad, you must upgrade it to seven oh six or six one six. Oh, I thought you said they haven't released. Oh, no, well, yeah, that, they, those that's are the, ones the that upgrade. Have, that's oh, the okay, patch, okay. right? On a Mac, they have not yet released an upgrade to iOS or to Mac OS 10.9 that fixes this problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not clear yet. I don't know at the moment whether it's the problem is in 10.8 or anything earlier. But the problem is in an Apple security library. And so if you use Chrome or Firefox, you are not vulnerable to the bugs. Yes. All right. But uh, if you use Safari on a Mac, you are. I always knew Safari was suspect. Always knew it. I'm hmm. a big Chrome fan. I, yeah. I like Chrome Chrome's a lot. Great. I used Chrome, but I found I, I have a tendency Shit, I to use open Safari a, still all the time. I have a tendency to open a ton of tabs at the same time, and I found when I do that, like it, Chrome really struggles, and well, particularly with videos playing. Get more RAM. It's not hard. 
Yeah, and also don't don't give yourself away like that, Matt. Don't give away. <laughs> I tend to have uh, lots of videos playing. <laughs> There's a lot of videos playing. At once. I like news. Up, uh, <laughs> in many forms. <laughs> so, are you are, in general, Andrew? Would you describe yourself as a uh, a paranoid person when it comes to technology, or are you just a realist? Like, how? I think I'm a realist. I think privacy is, um, by and large, these days, a fiction. You know, we give ourselves away every minute of every day with every digital interaction we take mm-hmm. and we make. Uh, every time we buy something with a credit card, uh, every time our phones check in with the local cell. I'm barter only yeah. and I communicate with Pigeon. No, <laughs> absolutely. You're doing it the yeah. right way. I just quit Facebook or convert it to a fan page rather. Oh, you did? That's so, so great, that's not yeah. quitting Facebook at all. But I, I'm <laughs> But you're no longer on a personal Facebook page. No, and and it's I mean that was for complete that was for psychological reasons, I think. I just can't stare at a feed and it's just gets that's so great, bummed out. I didn't know you could do that and then you have no feeds, there's no temptation. There's no to feed. Look at I just I can't look at anything. Bragging about their yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I think Facebook and comedy serve similar needs for me, which is that they're substitute intimacy. But the, <laughs> uh, the, the um, you know, Scott McNeely got, who was the at the time the the CEO of Sun Computers, mm-hmm. uh, got into a lot of trouble. I think it may have been ten years ago for saying there is no more privacy. Get over it. And he was right. Yeah, uh, it's just the mm. more important thing is you should also realize you're not that special. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's a question <laughs> to how much how much you really care about what people know about what you do. It's just I, weird I mean, that he gave that press conference in X-ray goggles. With his swirling I, eyes. I, I, I hate to bring everything back to my weight, but for the first 30 years of my life, I didn't eat in public. I'm a big fat guy, and I didn't want everybody to think, oh, there's the fat guy eating again, right? And... What I d- failed to realize is that all those people are completely in their own heads and have absolutely Nobody's... no interest in what I'm eating. Exactly. Right. And, and so uh, I am now very comfortable eating burritos in public. Sure. And yeah. doing the internet equivalent. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you, 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 know, you realize I, this, you I, I do take some but... steps, I think, that, are, I, that I think are useful. For example, on my main work PC, the PC I sit in front of all day long, uh, I use Chrome, Firefox, and Internet Explorer. And I use one for porn, one for what's <laughs> close, one for Facebook and Twitter. Okay. I use Firefox for Facebook and Twitter, and I use Chrome for everything else because I don't want all the other websites I go to to be able to see my Facebook cookies to know, you know, right. I, I hate those, no. those, I hate those things where. People, you go to a dumb People magazine story because somebody yeah, linked to it or yeah, whatever, yeah. and it says, 35 of your friends like this story. Won't you like this story, Andrew? And I hate that shit. And so uh, I uh, I only use Firefox for Twitter and mm-hmm. and Facebook and Tumblr and Instagram, it's like social networking stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I use Chrome for my other general purpose browsing where I'm, you know, talking to banks or whatever. Yeah. And then Internet Explorer is sort of my... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like my, no, guinea, we get it, we get my it. guinea pig. Like, it's, yeah, if I need to, goes. yeah, I use it. Like, yeah, I, I stay logged nuts. in on Internet Explorer when I'm for doing like administration tasks. I keep that separate when I'm administering my clients' uh-huh. web services or things like that. I keep that separate from my uh, Chrome stuff and my Firefox yeah. stuff. Have you guys heard that you can get better deals on travel sites if you browse incognito? Yeah, yeah, because they know who you are. Otherwise, and, and yeah, yeah, if they see you returning to this. Like certainly a couple of the sites do that if they see you returning to the same deal, look like you you look at a flight and then look at it again. They're like, oh well, if I hike up the price by, if we hike up the price by twenty five bucks since the last time they looked at that well, one, this is, this they're is like, why oh you, shit, it's going up better by now. So that's why don't. you shouldn't get like a Ralph's card. 
You know, I've been saying it. I mean it. I'm not I don't even mind that. There was, I, I use the Ralph's card. I like. It. I can't remember which. And I, we, and if you're able to look this up, um, there was one of either supermarket or pharmacy chains that correctly predicted a teenage oh, girl's it was pregnancy. Was Target. it Target? Yeah, yeah that's great. Target knows you're pregnant before you do. Uh, yeah. And it was just from, yeah, it was like an angry father came in going like, what, my daughter just got sent all these pregnancy coupons or this is like, mm-hmm. prepare for being a mum coupons. Right. And it turns out just from her buying habits and mm-hmm. no, I their think, algorithm I, I just think it's because the, the shady cashier at Target's like, <laughs> I definitely didn't wear a condom with her. And <laughs> we need to, we should probably send her. I'm fertile. I've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow my browsers are convinced that I I need or have a CPAP machine. I think because at what some is, point. What is CPAP? Uh, it's for sleep apnea. Like, okay. yeah. the masks you wear that like push air into your yeah, face. Yeah, you know? yeah. My dad wears one. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think I clicked on a link once because they, they managed to clickbait me into going for it because it was like top 10 celebrities who wear CPAPs or something. Right, I was like, right. what? What is this list? Like, this is, <laughs> right. And then it's like, oh, this guy loves CPAPs. So like all my targeted ads at the bottom of like a CNN article are all like, my targeted I never ads see are ads. A mess. The other thing I do is I run Adblock in all, all my browsers That's except smart. IE. I run Adblock in Chrome and Firefox and people talk about Facebook ads and how creepy they are and I never see them. So nice. Well, nice. let me, let me ask you this. Um, I'm sure you've heard of like little snitch. Oh, yeah, Which yeah. I run that on my computer. Yeah. Little but, Snitch is a Mac program that basically, it's an outbound firewall. It right. basically, it, every time a program on your computer tries to talk to the internet, it says this guy is trying to talk to the internet. Right. And I, I do that for, you know, stupid reasons, you know. It's but, not, I mean, I, Little Snitch makes a lot of sense. A lot of people who use it are people who are pirating software because they don't yeah. want programs to phone off. That's on. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, because some, sometimes you got to make a flyer, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse K's the new face of piracy. Sometimes you gotta make a a flyer, bro. Sometimes you gotta design a cool tribal tat. Right, right. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Um,. Uh, yeah, I have some pirated software, which is, you know, yeah. uh, I don't feel Jesse, great about. this is going out to the entire Literally internet. tens of people. <laughs> the Literally. NSA can listen to this podcast. Tens um, of people. So, uh, Andrew... Uh, sorry, I was no. Gonna, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, Andrew, you you, you sent us more than one article that you uh, thought was uh, was something we should get into. And this one's pretty cool. That you also um, pointed out that there is a is a video available online of uh, a pretty massive space rock cl- crash on yeah. the moon's surface. There was an eight hundred and eighty kilogram uh, uh, asteroid or meteor, you know, whatever you want to call it, hit the surface of the moon, and it was picked up by. Uh, the lunar dust and surface explorer satellite. Is that and why you... there's now no more moon dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that big, but it's mm. uh, it's a very noticeable flash. You can see it, and it it really is kind of remarkable. I mean, you know, it lit up a good, you know, I mean, a, a portion of the moon that was quite large. Yeah. Mm. And the next day, Mac joined Prism. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, something's going on here. But it made here. like a 113 mile across crater or something like that. Or wow. 131 feet wide. Oh. Uh, the energy of uh, 15 kilotons of TNT it was Which traveling is... 38,000 miles per hour. Yeah. So if there are any spacemen on well, that's, the moon I mean, right So now. that's roughly the size of the Chelyabinsk uh, the meteorite that landed in Russia that everybody caught on their dash cams. Right. I thought that didn't actually land. I thought no, that... pieces of it hit. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they took a big piece of it out of a lake. Oh, I just thought it all yeah. burned up in the atmosphere. No, that was yeah. pretty scary. We I were talking that, about yeah. that. I was talking about that the other day because uh, I work on a show called Ridiculousness now, and um, it's you know it's a clip show. It's mm. it's like Tosh Point oh, and we have lots of uh, footage of people getting hit in the nuts and fa- sure. failing at skateboarding tricks. And sure. uh, 
Also, like 90% of our clips are horrible things from Russia. Well, everybody <laughs> oh, has everything's dash cam. documented well, in Russia. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I work on that show, as, as you guys know. Uh, the, have you seen any snuff films yet? Accidental I mean, we snuff see films? things like, okay, that person definitely didn't get up. Like, at the very best, that person never used their extremities again. Maybe they didn't survive Right, it. because there's a team, you know, the, the way the show works, writing for the show... Uh, by the way, are we allowed to talk about this? We are, right? Yeah. This is, yeah as okay. as Andy and I, you know, as Andy and I have been in that room, um, is you know, any clip show, a Tosh point or even America's Funniest Home Videos, I'm sure, is they they have it's sort of a separate job to like find the clips. There's the researchers, the yeah. researchers, and you know, they send them over. But obviously, eventually, you kind of run out of YouTube stuff. You run out of like Vimeo stuff. So some of the researchers have some pretty deep minds of the recesses of the internet that they go to. <laughs> Live so, leak and rotten.com and that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I'm saying like deeper than that. Mm. Like they'll have, it'll just be some kid's blog from the Ukraine. They just and, meet someone in a parking lot, hands over an envelope of USB sticks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, There's video in here. <laughs> so you would see, sometimes, you know, you're trying to write jokes for stuff and it'd be like, oh, look, that donkey need that guy in the nuts. Like, hey, you know, that's an Eeyore joke or whatever. And then the next one is just like, well, that guy's just dead. He just died. <laughs> <laughs> Slid underneath a tank. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> that old lady just blew up. Why are they sending us these clips? <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny because I was also watching like somebody uh, had those PSAs um, from G.I. Joe. They d changed the voices to them. But, you know, every G.I. Joe episode would have like a message about like, don't don't touch a downed power line. Knowing is half the battle, all that kind of stuff. And I realized like now we've gone from like, every single thing that was in those G.I. Joe things they were telling kids not to do are now things that will get you on TV, on multiple TV shows. <laughs> if there's a good video of it. Well, like there's those videos yeah. going around lately of the the that. He's a Russian or Ukrainian kid who like hangs without any. He like hangs by his one hand from a radio know, tower, from eight hundred foot tall radio towers yeah. and stuff like that. It's just it's a it's a remarkable callousness. It's insane. It's yeah. insane. And You're I'm talking about the, like... the calluses he probably has in his hands. That guy's probably <laughs> so so jacked. That guy's so awesome. Strong. <laughs> so, so if any of you have done that, send in your videos to uh, probablysizeatgmail.com and remember to put the subject line awesome. Yeah, I was I was in the writers' room and I was putting up cards the other day and also putting up like the categories of the cards. Um, and we were having this discussion. Somehow, like the idea of heaven came up, and we were talking about. And I was like, "Well, wh how is there constant happiness without unhappiness? Is is it even possible for there to be happiness? Like that sounds like its own kind of hell." And then uh, Tony Sam looked up me. He's like, "Hey, how about you finish putting up that card that says boogers?" And I realized <laughs> I had on my left hand a card. <laughs> said boogers i'm gonna put up the boogers card now we'll get back to talking about philosophy <laughs> love it love it yep that's where i work no it's a fun show though it is funny it's a... um you know you were talking a little bit about uh you know emailing us in our website i gotta tell you this website we have uh it's pretty good right it's pretty good yeah. i feel like i yeah. feel like it looks nice I feel like it looks professional Andrew, Andrew, do you have any experience? Have you ever heard of a, a website called uh, Squarespace.com? <laughs> yeah, I know of them. I, I've recommended them to clients. They're it's a very well. You easy probably to recommended use. them because they're so fucking awesome. <laughs> Let me tell you guys about Squarespace. Do you want an online portfolio? Are you still doing it offline like a loser? Get it, get it online. Do you want to have twenty four seven customer support, world class? Yeah, they call it the Care Bear the layer. Care That's Bear what they layer. call they're their there office for in New York to help you out. You can choose from any number of templates, all of which look like you paid some designer top dollar to put together something nifty for and they you. have tons of templates tons i mean we're not talking it. the generic no. four or five i'm not talking about one or two 
no higher numbers than those no they they had to design a they had designed their own template just to look at those templates yes. they, they had to design a new template template the number's finite but barely Barely, barely finite. finite. Like barely. three or four short of, of infinity. infinite. Yeah. 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 And yeah. if you go to probably science, I'm sorry, if you go to squarespace.com slash probably science or just use the offer code probably science on checkout, uh, you get 10% off your first 10% off your first you purchase. You feel about 10% off. Yeah, yeah. You think 10% is no big deal. You're you're nuts. You're wrong. You're, you're wrong, wrong is what you are. Yep. Uh, 10% is nice. That's more than just the tip. I'd yep. say that, uh, you know, you should just go to Squarespace, check it out, put in the offer code probably science. Tell if them we sent you. If you're shopping on Amazon, maybe also. Go to probablyscience.com and click on the little link there. Uh, it costs you no extra money, and we get a little commission for anything you buy on Amazon. Yeah. So Go I'm buy some Amazon secure... Associate. Oh, nice, nice. Is that a thing? Is I, I only found out about it recently. A, a fellow podcaster said, you mm. do that thing? I'm like, oh, no, we don't, but we sh- probably should. should well, in there, my yeah. business, I send a lot of people links to Amazon to buy stuff. Right. And uh, oh, and so smart. I just became an Amazon associate, and it's you know it gets me a nice little like a uh, very smart toy money, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, like, it yeah. costs it costs the people who buy some of Amazon no extra money, yeah, and yeah, you just get yeah. an extra little commission. Yeah. And I don't send them a link to Amazon. I think unless I think Amazon has the best price, or, right? Yeah, yeah, or the right product for them. Now so I'm trying to remember whether what? I should we break for the helicopter Jesus. or no? Like normally, oh, the NSA uh, heard us talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Like this, this flashlight was bought with Amazon Associate money. It's my 115 lumen Phoenix LD15. It's a bright ass flashlight. It's an unnecessarily bright flashlight. It's pretty good for a single AA cell. Yeah. Oh. You I also recommended some good uh, hard drive related stuff for me. And I'm trying to remember whether you actually sent me a link or not, whether I was like. Oh, yeah. If I sent you a link to Amazon, it's got my enterprise. Nice. My, uh, wow. My By the way, can, can we talk? I should have asked you this before we started recording, but like, I know you've done IT work for some pretty big name people. Do you have any stories you're allowed to tell? Or I mean, it's pretty cool. I uh, My name gets. I don't advertise. My name just gets passed around. And um, yeah, I've worked I've, for I've like. You know, uh, one name pop stars that have been around, you know, probably named after some sort of biblical figure, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, I work for, you know, I meet a lot of comedians because I do stand up. So I work for a lot of comedians, and yeah. that's always fun. Yeah, I've nice. worked for for Patton, for example, for a long time, oh, cool. and, and uh, um, uh. I'm trying to think. I worked for uh, Marley Matlin for a long time. Uh, oh. I held her Oscar. That was really cool. Wow. Yeah. Is it heavy? Uh, it's very heavy. Yeah. Oscars are heavy. Yeah. Oh yeah. They weigh a lot. And then, oh. uh, um, and then because uh, really, I've I've been to a shop. There's a couple of shops on Hollywood Boulevard that sell them. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they, they are rather light. Yeah. <laughs> they seem light. They were like light. Yeah. 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 They may be using a different metal in those. Uh, uh, I don't think they legally yeah, can. Pretty, yeah, pretty sure. True, pretty <laughs> sure that those are Oscars. Those are uh, used Oscars. Like uh, I don't think they give out the world's greatest dad to anyone. No, no, that's true. <laughs> no, no. There, oh, I mean, there can only be one, technically. Um. Uh, yeah. So I mean, living in Los Angeles, fifteen years. Uh, you you meet interesting people and you get to do cool things. So that's it's, awesome. Yeah. Wow. Do you have any hot tips? Like, if you could give one piece of technological advice to our audience, our listeners. I think the new uh, Nexus 5, the Google uh, Android phone, Nexus 5 that you buy directly from Google, is the most satisfying experience I've had with a cell phone ever. Wow. What's Uh, so great about it? A, it's $350. 
just uh, like um, Matt and Jesse are both like waving each other off. It's like, <laughs> waving each other off. It's the like jokes. the guy, the guy, the guy in front of the bank, like who's like supposed to signal whether the heist is going to happen. It's like call it off. Like, there's too many cops <laughs> right, inside. Like, right. He waves it. Just, yeah. That scene, right. that scene just, in heat we both heard the phrase the most satisfying experience <laughs> yes. with, a, with a cell phone. You know, we looked at each other. We both. Dis- we Ashley Judd shakes her head at Val Kilmer in Heat, and he just leaves. And never. He just drives off. Yeah. They never oh, see. Oh, the way again. the hand wave from Heat. That yeah. was so great. Oh, yeah. oh. Um, but uh, no, it's it's three hundred and fifty bucks outright. No contract. No nothing. Right. And that's the Nexus Five. That's a Nexus Five. I'll pull it out here. We're not sponsored I mean, by them, by the way. This is no, just, I was curious I if Andrew had any. And it's a very. It's actually a modified version of the LG G2. But it comes with the purest version of Android, the full, you know, the, the Android you get from Google. Uncut. Un, yeah. And, Pure uh, uncut. So it's currently, it's currently Android 4.4.2, KitKat, they call it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and, uh, uh, and I pay 30 bucks a month to have it on a prepaid T-Mobile account uh, with 5 gigs of LTE data. And you only pay $30 a month? Uh-huh, 100 voice minutes, but if you need more, they're 10 cents a minute. Wow. Nobody talks on the phone anymore, and Google Hangouts will soon integrate with the phone and Google Voice. They have, they've done it already on the iOS, but not yet on Android. But soon this year, and you'll, you're, if you have a Google Voice number, your calls will come over Google Hangouts, and you'll just... So you'll you, use you won't cell use voice. technology data-wise, but it won't technically be voice minutes. Yeah, it'll be voice over IP, yeah. Yeah, see, that's something I don't understand. Maybe you can explain this... Uh, why WhatsApp is worth what it's worth? Like I get, I get the fact that they have 400 million users and that Facebook wanted that user base, but the technology behind WhatsApp seems pretty trivial. Like you're talking about just turning texts into data instead of SMS. It is pretty trivial, but they do it for almost a billion people. Right. And they have a J2ME client, which means that it runs on super dumb phones that that live in the developing world. Mm-hmm. Um, they have. Uh, they just have a, a very, um, it, it's a, it's. The cell companies are going to turn into dumb pipes. They're going to be data pipes, and that's it. That's what it, they're going to yeah, lose the twenty dollars a month they're getting from you for unlimited texting. They're going to lose the thirty or forty dollars a month they're getting from you for unlimited voice. So everything's moving to they're this like tiered, record stores. Yeah, they're going to they're going to. It's just data. Why shouldn't it all yeah, be just, it's just all be data? data. It's, yeah, and in particular, texts. It's ridiculous what so you're paying per byte. It's, yeah. It's well, like, I think nothing. it still costs more on my phone to send a picture text, but it costs nothing to send a picture through iMessage or WhatsApp. Exactly. Yeah. But it's yeah. kind of stupid to go. Why? Like that. It's physically, it's doing no more work. It's sending no more kilobytes of information. WhatsApp has uh, a tremendous amount of platform ubiquity. They're on yeah. every phone that you can get. And right? if our listeners yeah. don't know this, I mean, it was a huge story this week. Facebook yeah. bought WhatsApp for $19 billion, and the company... $16 billion in cash and stock, and another $3 billion for the people who work for WhatsApp that vests over the next four years. I thought it was like $3 billion in likes. <laughs> <laughs> we will promote your page for free. Yeah, right, right. Can I get some of that in Farmville? Like, can you guys plant some <laughs> can you guys give me some Farmville gold? I think Zuckerberg sees the growth of things like Facebook Messenger and uh, and, and these technologies that bypass the greedy phone companies, mm-hmm. and he wants to be in on the deal. Well, they Snapchat turned down something like three billion. Yeah, from they're, Facebook, they're, they 
I still think look stupid for doing it. That was a three. They turned down four billion from Google, but they only a, look stupid for five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Come on, people. Come on, everybody. That was a four nice. billion dollar cash out they turned down, and uh, and there's such a such a fad. I mean, it's not like it's yeah, hard Snapchat's going to gonna go away soon. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think that. The, I mean, the, people are going to move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and like WhatsApp, to me, I, I again, I don't know the technology, but I feel like it's something that the phone companies could all decide. Okay, we are just going to become data, and WhatsApp becomes useless because now you can still you can send those. But texts I guess if over, they have that cross-party thing, it's cross-platform in a way that an individual phone company can't really do. Okay, I mean BBM is trying. I mean uh, the sale of WhatsApp has boosted BlackBerry stock quite a bit because. Oh. They have a two. They have um. They have about a billion, or they have what is it? About five hundred million BBM users now, still. Um, uh, BlackBerry Messenger, which is a built-in application to the BlackBerry that does, you know, picture and text messaging, mm-hmm. um, and uh, allows for group chats and things like that in the same way that WhatsApp does. Um, but uh, WhatsApp, uh, the BBM, they finally brought out iOS and Android clients for that. Um. But what WhatsApp has is this presence at the bottom of the market that 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 no smartphone app does. There, the, the J2ME app, the 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 Java 2 Micro Edition, uh, which you said is like a th- popular in the third world or something. Yeah, I don't the, know much any about little the, dumb Nokia phone that you can buy for a, a you know ten dollars in a in a in a drugstore is a J2ME phone. Oh, okay. All right, and. Um, and so those phones are ubiquitous in the developing world, and they will run WhatsApp. So I mean, I how think so many people even heard? I'd, I hadn't even heard about it. Until more this people week. than live in the U.S. Right. Are, are on WhatsApp. I gotta say, I more use it. Than the I use it for quite a while. Uh, it's much because, more popular in Europe and Africa than it is here. And I, I use it all the time for uh, no, like people that like matter. Like I've never like heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> if you travel outside the U.S., you'd want to use it to avoid that's the thing, having like, those of course. That's the thing. I used it a lot. Um, now most, I think, all of my family have iPhones, so we can use iMessage for free. But I certainly. I've got a sister who lives in Australia. The rest of my family lives sure. in the UK. Sure. And we do use WhatsApp to communicate. I often use it to talk to friends back home who don't have iPhones so I can text them without it costing any money. There were a number of different uh, startups in that area. There was Viber was another one. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there was um, there were a few. But Viber does offer actual voice, yeah. right? And WhatsApp, WhatsApp is just text, yet. I think, yeah. so far. Well, yeah. they, they can... It, you can include video attachments up to I think it's it's like up to about a minute, yeah. and you can include picture attachments and audio attachments. But WhatsApp's business model was so interesting to me because it was completely counter to what Facebook is. Mm-hmm. WhatsApp's business model was you use the application free for a year, and they know nothing about you. You don't have a user ID, you don't have a password. It's all based on your phone number. Okay. And then if you want to keep using it after a year, you pay them a dollar, a dollar a year. I don't remember whether they've charged me. If you've had it less than a year, you may not have been charged. No, I've had it for quite a while. Yeah. No, when I, when I said I, I hadn't heard of it, I, that was more of a statement on me, not the not the app. But I mean, there's, there's not a lot of reason you'd use it if you have an unlimited texting plan. You're in the I U.S. I do, but yeah. but I'm just saying that when it's some when something sells for 19 billion dollars, yeah, that's a crazy. It makes me feel like an idiot. <laughs> when you know, it'd be like, it's just how one of those things. How like every now and then, you'll hear of some like like Russian pop star that only performs for groups of 500,000 at a time. Right. And right. we just have no idea. Well, I'm 47 years old and I feel like that all the time. I, I, I'm I, starting to feel like that. Yeah, all the time. This was I the mean, first were... Olympics where everyone was younger than me. <laughs> and, it, and it really like bumped <laughs> me out. It really, there are, there, uh, <laughs> there are just, there are references. That, I mean, like there, there's a, 
there was a I, I sort of am vaguely aware of what One Direction is, but <laughs> you know, I right. I don't think I've ever heard a One Direction song, sure. and I honestly I don't know couldn't if I care have. less. I don't yeah, think yeah. I have yeah. either. I know what Harry Styles looks like. That's it. I know, but only because I've hair. seen Kristen Wiig pretend right, to be him. Right, right. Yeah, sure. Um, so the uh, but what I mean, it's about network effects. Okay. I mean, and that's the thing. WhatsApp brings to the table is this huge volume of users who are already completely into the product. They're, and they may not be you, but they're all over the world and they're using every kind of phone. No, and, totally. And I think it's, the no, other I think thing it's a is that Facebook app. is buying it with, with, with essentially with play money. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Facebook's, you know, you can argue that they're, they're overvalued or that, 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 that they're on the decline, that nobody wants to be on the same social network as their dad. But, the Facebook is meaningful to me in a way that, I mean, I know a lot of my social life, certainly all of my comedy life revolves around Facebook events. Right. You know, that's true. Um, what are you going to do about that, Jesse? You didn't think about no, that. No, I did Facebook think about that. Events. I thought about Facebook events a lot. And I don't, you know, um, I don't know, man. Fuck parties. Fuck parties. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant fuck parties. I love fuck parties. No, yeah. Oh, fuck, okay. No, I'm yeah. talking about swinger parties. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna start getting into swinger parties. I think that's how I'm gonna. That'll be your new Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, it's gonna take my mind off Facebook. And then you have to switch to like fan swinger parties. And there was yeah. a guy who told a story. I go to a lot of the storytelling shows, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a guy who told a story about being one of those guys at the swinger parties. Being one of what guys? Being like the you know like the creepy guys. Guy? No, he was he standing had a corner wife look at the time, but uh, it was just like he just it was like he looked like that guy. It was oh yeah, the, the ponytail, the open collar. Yeah, it's really hard to tell if someone to me is like a swinger or a professional poker player. <laughs> There's like a very little. I think it's in the way the glass, the yeah, sunglasses. What type of sunglasses? It's they very have. little difference, <laughs> and I don't, I'm not sure of the crossover there. <laughs> something about so, just something about high risk behavior just encourages <laughs> shitty fashion. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, that, that, um, we we should get into a couple more stories before we have to wrap this up. I, oh we, yeah, sorry. It wasn't so sidetracked by uh, I, mean, I know well, it, this episode we're talking about this a little bit before we started this this is kind of a halfway house for episodes between having a, an expert on and still having a comic on uh that's true and so, i think this is so all we, useful this is all useful stuff yeah in, in this, is, this is partly the talk to the tech expert about tech things <laughs> this is probably then me also, getting my questions out there partly yeah we know how much andrew charges for a service and we're just like <laughs> under the guise of a podcast yeah, we're saving so much yeah. I, I i do I love the tech. I mean, I, I, I mean, Andy was talking a little bit about his sort of OCD at the beginning, and I, I, I always tell my clients that when they hire me, they're not getting the sorcerer or the sorcerer's apprentice; they're getting the broom, because I literally don't know how to stop fixing stuff, <laughs> and uh, it's just it's like it's a it's like it's like a thing in me. Like when something's broken, I want to fix it. Do you like? Do you actually like coding, or do you more like dealing? You know, with I had to make a decision a long time ago. And whether I was going to be a programmer or a system administrator. Yeah. And I can code if I have to. And, uh, you know, I read C and I can write shell scripts and all that kind of stuff. But um, the, um, the the thing I love about the, being a sysadmin as opposed to a programmer is a programmer sort of sits in a room and solves the same problem for eight hours or 12 hours at a time. Right. Or he's in meetings where people are telling him what the problems are. Right. right? And not not that didn't appeal to me very much. I like being a sysadmin because I'm kind of like the fireman that shows up and saves you, and you're right. always a little grateful. And right, right. Do you know what I mean? Like I I get to help people, 
in a, in a very immediate way and get a lot of feedback in the same way that comedy, you get a lot of feedback right away about whether or not something's funny. That's true. Do you have any advice for younger listeners who uh, might want to follow a career in uh, in IT or in system administration? First, do solder it. phones together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Um, build your. I mean, the, the best tool that I have for experimentation and learning is I made myself uh, a small server that runs uh, a virtualization software. Mm -hmm. So I literally have a little machine that sits in my house. It cost me about a thousand dollars to build. And it has 32 gigs of RAM and runs 10 virtual machines. It has, a win, you know, Windows servers. It has a Ubuntu Linux server on it. It has one of every client, like, you know, Windows XP, Windows Vista, Windows 7, Windows 8, Windows 8.1. And in one of them, you're like a cowboy in a saloon. And then the other <laughs> one, you're like in a 50s cafe. Yeah. yeah. But, but you, you built that all yourself. You have to learn all those systems. I had to learn to all those operating systems to install it. I had to learn about virtualization. I think the future is, for, especially for system admin and networking, is virtualization um, and knowing how that works either. Which with, I with, guess I was going along with this as if I knew what that meant, and I'm not totally sure. When that I can I fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> what, <is> the, <laughs> what are we talking about? WCIF. I'm dropping yeah, yeah. 1K on a computer. <laughs> um What's it the? It's just it's like um if you you know how in in uh, the Matrix uh -huh. you know how Neo was in the pod and he was being fed inputs that made him think that he was in the outside world manipulating virtual physical objects. Right. Yes. In a virtual machine, if you've ever used Parallels on a Mac where Windows is running side by side with the Mac operating yes. system, yeah, yeah. The virtual machine is basically the the operating system on that virtual machine is being fed inputs that make it think that it is manipulating a hard disk or uh, pulling in uh, and putting okay. packets onto a network interface. But in fact, okay. there's a virtual layer that's, that's um, Just uh, mimicking the IO, the, mimicking the, the IO yeah, that it would have. And, and, and what's the word I'm looking for? Like being a traffic cop between the virtual machine, the host machine and other virtual machines on the same system. Oh, okay. And so, it's a way to, to leverage the incredible power of today's computers. The computer that I built has a Xeon. It's a, like a, um, it's a, you know, it's a three-year-old Xeon processor, but it has enough power to run all of those machines. It just, all they need is memory and disk space. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, like the servers that I run for my clients, like I, I work for a, a big management company that, that um, owns a lot of comedy clubs and stuff like that. And one of the servers that I run for them it is uh, a big, heavy-duty Dell server that has four virtual machines running on it at all times. And one of those virtual machines is the file server. One of those virtual machines is a backup domain controller. One of those virtual machines is a sort of utility server mm. that I run lots of little stuff on. Mm. And and But all of those machines are coexisting on that one physical machine. Right, right. All right. And they have their own virtual it one the other thing that really is nice about it is that it makes servers uh uh fungible. You can move them around in clusters. So I like, find they don't like that at the Applebee's I go to. <laughs> I'll move the servers around, and they, uh, you know, I, I say, I feel like a little. I'm gonna Did you, the whole conversation we use thinking when he says server, you just thought like someone who works. I thought in I'm going to mm -hmm. save this to uh, to the last part of the pot. I'm going to save this to Act Three. You can, <laughs> set up, you can set up a cluster of virtual machine hosts, right? And so one physical machine needs to be downed for service or something like that. The virtual machines are migrated to other machines in the cluster, and they continue to run. So it's if you want 100 percent uptime. 
you virtualize the machines. And, and then there's also not this issue of what kind of hardware is it on? Does it have a SCSI disk or does it have a, a IDE, you know, a SATA disk or is it, you know, what, what the virtualization layer standardizes the hardware in a sense. And so each machine can just be moved from one machine to another very easily. Okay. That's the future. You heard it here. That's the future, kids. That's There's plastics. the future. And you can get VMware plastics. ESX for free. You can get Hyper-V for free. I'm a Microsoft partner, which I spend like 300 bucks uh, a year, and they give me one of everything, basically. Meaning one, like... One, I get licenses for all the different server operating systems, Office, when all the different client operating systems. Um, I mean, you have to... So you do it like the legal way. I try to, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, so do I. We all do, except Jesse. <laughs> no, I do. I, no, I do. I do. I legitimately do. I um, and that is that. That is the uh, the future. You guys want to talk about the past for a second? Sure. Huh? Sure. Was, was that a good segu? Let's take a little. I feel like that was a good segu. Roll into the segu. No, one of the best segus I've, I've no, seen. No, it was a good segu. Good seg. Um, did you guys know that a 4.4 billion year old crystal has been confirmed as the oldest fragment of Earth's crust? The oldest? That's super old. Uh. Yeah, it was found. It was it was zircon, and it was found in uh, sandstone in in the Jack Hills region of Western Australia. Uh, I don't know the Jack Hills is a re that just sounds like a bloke. Hey, go on to Jack Hills. Wait, that's not a good. That's not, that's that not was an that Australian sort of accent at all. Oh, that's like, <laughs> that was like an American's uh, version of my wow, accent. That was horrible. I'm gonna, well, can I do that again? Um, <laughs> now, previously, the oldest crystal on Earth was about forty. She was from Kansas. But this one is uh, this one is four point four billion years old, you guys. And um, uh, oh, Andy likes it. Uh, like Andy it. likes it. Now I'm just picturing like when the person unearthed this four point four billion years. It's like, please welcome to the main stage, Crystal. <laughs> Brings it out of the earth. And like, no, it's not that kind of. Crystal. Well, scientists dated that crystal uh, by <laughs> so bad news. She's bad, bad news. news. Moms, I saw her on Tinder. Their moms that. disapproved. But uh, by studying its uranium and lead atoms, um, the Uranium decays into the lead very slowly after time over time, uh, which can be used to date it. Uh, yeah, deca yeah, it's a clock. The and it's atomic, um atomic clock. Going to answer from the BBC. Uh, um, its implication is that Earth had formed a solid crush much sooner after its formation, 4.6 billion years ago, than was previously thought, and very quickly following the great collision with a Mars-sized body that's thought to have produced the Moon uh, just a few tens of million years after that. So before that, it would have just been this ball of molten magma. Or as the article described it, a seething ball of molten magma. It sort of implies like a, a an emotion to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, when I find One you... these days. <laughs> when I see that sun. Um, well, you know, the, the knowledge that the Earth's surface uh, hardened so early raises the tantalizing prospect uh, that our world became ready to host life very early in its history. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't ready. Maybe life just showed up, and they were still like, you know, putting the hors d'oeuvres together, and they're like, "Fuck!" Okay. Now I got to entertain life while I'm still trying to get the party. You yeah, know what I mean, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know if they're ready, but they chose, the they first, chose to go yeah. through with it and have the life. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, there's no evidence, obviously, that life, uh, life existed then. Um, we have no evidence that it didn't, uh, but there's no reason why life could not have existed on Earth 4.3 billion years ago. Says um, Professor lead John Professor Valley. John Valley, who's who's currently cleaning out his fucking office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it because he got a better offer? He's been fired. He's been he's fired. Not, oh, okay. Well, we have no evidence that 4.3 billion years ago uh, there was no life. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I thought he was like, I'm moving on to bigger and better things. I got a 4.4 billion year old crystal here. So, no. I'm gone. so, so previous okay. research has indicated it was ancient, but the scientists had these concerns that the lead atoms might have been lost or migrated inside the crystal over time. Uh, 
but using sensitive analytical techniques. Uh, Professor uh, Valley and his colleagues were able to show the Zircon's uh, internal uranium lead clock was showing a true age, which in turn suggests that uh, their study strongly suggests a continental crust was present on Earth about 100 million years after the planet formed, uh, which by implication tells us that if temperatures were low enough, it could maybe even have sustained liquid water at its surface. Mm. I've never been able to do such sneaky work to ascertain the age of something, but sometimes I have found out that, like, even though a girl didn't, like, post her actual age on Facebook, you can see the year she graduated high school. And then just using a little subtraction sure, and that's estimation. How they, that's how they did this. Yeah. That's how they figured this sort out. Sort of like this. I, uh, Clever math. That's, that was the deal with Crystal. Crystal always lies about her age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, We're, of course, talking about a real rock crystal, just to be clear, which is the kind of things that uh, they hang on chains and they have powers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> is, obviously. That, lying about your age is vintage. Crystal. Yeah, we're, ob- we're obviously crystal. talking about the things the, that, the kind that, of crystal that, yeah. that give my meridian responses proper positive yeah. vibes. Yeah. Aligns your auras. Chakras um, get... Yeah. Sure, sure. That That's, of course, what we're talking about. I, did I ever tell you about um, my hippie friend who tried to do like the dangling a crystal in front of different parts of my... Uh, my body, like in front of my head, and then like shit. Okay, it started to go clockwise. The, oh, your head chakra, then holding from my chest, and like, can I hold it? And she was like, no. Like, Let me hold it. And I just held my hands super still, and surprisingly, it it didn't move. I was like, well, maybe this has more to do with the fact that you can't hold your hand still, or you don't. It was just Ouija board shit. This is just yeah. yeah. Well, you you very subconscious. Is this the hippie friend I know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> It's not gonna out her. But, no, no, uh, of course not. One of the names when she was pre- no, even no, saying she's pregnant. She's not gonna listen to this. She she might listen. Well, now we know uh, okay. someone who's once got pregnant. She wants uh, to pregnant. no. She, well, yeah. she has a child now. Yeah, but uh, but I do I do remember like reading a magic trick that I I've... ironically not a natural birth, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I remember seeing a, a magic trip trick as a kid that I half managed to make work. And it basically relied on that where you got someone to you made um, you made a little pendulum and you asked them questions and you told them like go move straight forward like forward and backwards for yes and round in circles for no and people subconsciously made like, it do just that. the ti- yeah because the, the, of the tiniest finger movements are all that's needed to make yeah of course make a pendulum do that. Andy, should we talk about letterpress a little oh, bit? Oh, we should. What are, okay. sorry, are we done with the, with the article about the old yeah, crystal? Yeah, I didn't we, mean we, to cut you short. All right. Well, let's, really yeah. old, cool crystal. It's yeah. really old. It's as old as, as Earth almost. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super old. Um, so I Andrew, feel, I feel like we could, yeah, I feel like we could, we could wrap her up with a, with a, a light story of. Not even a story, just a rivalry, just like the history of, uh, of something like a hundred game deep. Uh, <laughs> this is like Kasparov versus Big Blue sort of, or maybe not that. It's some kind of, who's a good, what's a good chess rivalry? Did Kasparov ever Spassky play Bobby? versus Sp- Fisher. Well, yes, Spassky yes, and Fisher. Yes, mm. yeah. but, but Kasparov and Big Blue is a pretty blue. infamous yeah. deep blue. Was there a rivalry where one of the people won once, the other one won 99 times? Um, because that's the kind of rivalry Andrew and I have. <laughs> oh, you guys you guys have a Globetrotters Generals. <laughs> okay, that's, that's more of what it, that's the kind of rivalry I was looking for. Yeah, that's the one. Well, yeah. I'm, I take every game very seriously. Because I, <laughs> I know you're too. a threat. I've beaten you. The fact that I've beaten you at all no, you gives have me hope me that it could happen once. again. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you've beaten me. I'd say you win about one game in five. Maybe? Oh, that's very generous. Yeah. That's what very is generous. letterpress? Letterpress is. We talking Gutenberg? What are we it, talking? It's it's an obsession of mine. It's this it's a game. pretty great game. It's a word I never had game. you pegged as the kind of guy who got obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting. Very interesting. Um, I generally have ten or twelve games going at any given time. How many of those are virtual? Uh, <laughs> it's an iOS game. It's only on iOS, which is the reason that I carry an iPhone now. And uh, uh, and is uh, it's it's a five by five grid of letters, and it's sort of like Boggle, and it's sort of like Go. 
or Othello. Mm-hmm. You flip oh, yeah, did, a letter yeah. to your color by using it in a word. You lock a letter by surrounding it with letters of your color. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's both a word game. It, it, it's very left brain because the words are your soldiers. They're, they're the ones that go out and do the work for you. But it's also very strategic. right brain strategic because different letters have different. And it's not like Scrabble where a Z is worth more right. than a, a letter uh, is just a space. A, on a the letter board. is just but position is matters a lot. So what letters are in corners where the vowels are really right. matters a lot. And, and not even the number of things that are currently your color, like the current score doesn't matter as much as how close you are to an end. Yeah, play. because the game ends when all the letters are in use. And so if you don't have a fairly good advantage over the other player, if you leave a, 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 only a couple of letters on the board that are unturned, he can end the game by using those letters in a word and maybe making it long enough to win. And it's a it's a it's it's such a good game. Even though it's only twenty five mm. tiles on the board, we've had games that have stretched to over a hundred words. We've played because yeah. we've just gone back and forth yeah. reclaiming the same area. It's the, those are the and, World War One trench warfare yeah, yeah. games. Yeah, but uh, it, it, when you get a good like you know, like when you get a good word when you like um, I played apparatchik at somebody the other day and it made my day because <laughs> it's such a great word you know and. Um, it's just like I don't know. It's, it's I really love nerdy, the game, and I've, great, I've brought yeah. Andy into the fold, and my sister, who is a, it's a great joy to beat my sister because she has been beating me at Scrabble for years, and uh, so to, to yeah, this is a different skill well, set from yeah. Scrabble, definitely. There's and her def- mother beat both of you. <laughs> my mother is very good. Yeah, she really oh, plays Scrabble well. So we're not we're not brought to you by Nexus or by Letterpress, <laughs> yeah. but they're still good things. If if Letterpress lived on the Nexus, if if there was if there was an Android version of Letterpress. There are similar games, oh, like God, copycat games on Android, but they're so bad. About they're so Letterpress bad. being on the Netflix. But that's why I leave the house with two cell phones every day. Yeah. I've got to have the Android phone for the mapping and navigation, I, and I've got. And to it has the... to be an iPhone. It couldn't be like a, an iPod Touch, and then. You... Well, you know, I I support iPhones all day long in my business, so having an iPhone is very useful for me. So that's why I have both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a BlackBerry too. I sold my last BlackBerry. Uh-huh. Why would you have a BlackBerry anymore? Yeah. Just because if you got if you're I, helping, still if you got clients, you have that. There are still a few old. But what I found was that I, I I turned off the cell line, so I couldn't use the BlackBerry anywhere outside the house, and uh, it was just on you know Wi-Fi. And and then I, uh, Rim or BlackBerry makes a, a a simulator that you can install on a PC. Mm-hmm. So I just had a I now have a simulated BlackBerry on my PC that I use for support. Everything's wow. virtual. Virtual, it is. It's virtual. It's so cool. I love virtualization this is so much. Finally, the promise of all Ooh. those shitty ninety movies, nineties movies, is coming to fruition. Like Little when? When man. is the lawnmower man? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, so, how soon until the singularity, Andrew? Talk, talk us through this. And I when mean, the singularity happens, can we fuck it? Can we fuck the singularity? <laughs> you can I, take that singularity. I mean, Kurzweil says what? Another ten or fifteen it's years? Not far off, right? Yeah. He said like the her kind of thing is uh, pretty yeah. pretty yeah, soon. Twenty twenty five. Dates your operating system by twenty twenty five. Yeah. Fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. I still uh, haven't seen her. I haven't either. Yeah. I gotta check it out. Mm. Um. I, so. Oh, no, what are you going to say? I was just going to say, uh, before we wrap things up, do you have any uh, shows coming up or anything you want to let our listeners know about? Um, I'm doing the Peachy Keen show. Nice. Uh, Great show. Uh, nice. uh, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun at Bar Lubitsch here in Los Angeles. Santa I'm doing Monica that Boulevard. April 4th, I think. Sweet. And uh, I just did the competitive erotic fan fiction show, so nice. that'll come out as a, as a podcast. podcast soon. What was your... Run by former... 
guest on the show, Brian, Brian Cook. Cook. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Can uh, you the say first what the, the first CAFF I ever did was Star Trek because I had to. Right. Right. Sure. And uh, I came to it from the point of view that there were a, there was a lot of sex on the Enterprise, but only one real love affair, and it was between Scotty and his engines. Uh, and uh, so I wrote a story where Scotty fucked his engines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and blew up the ship. Of course. Yeah. I came into the warp core and everything exploded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all just ended the show. Maniacal laughing. This episode's brought to you by this <laughs> evil supervillain laughing. Um, and uh, I, um, he came into the warp car. Everything exploded. That's great. Uh, where can our listeners find you on on the virtual world? Uh, I'm at Salmson on Twitter. S O L M S S E N. I've been on the internet so long that it's just my name. My nice. name is my internet. Um, and uh, can they find you on that game that you guys have been playing? Letterpress. <laughs> also Salmson. You challenge me on on uh, Game Center. Yeah, challenge me too, because I want someone to beat. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, Andy T. Wood. I'm now, letterpress. is Letterpress something where you can also download an app that cheats it for you? There are a million ways to cheat at it, but you can kind of tell because people put yeah, in... If you suddenly play a word that you kind of know that person I didn't that know... Great, I, I told you about that. Yeah, I had that yeah. great moment with that woman. We were going back and forth and playing really good games, and then I realized that like a game would get close, I would get close to beating her, and then she would pull out some 12 or 14-letter word and just annihilate me, and... Uh, and it just kept happening, and I and I, I started. She was using an anagrammer. She was right, right. she was using a cheat online, and so the the last it happened one too many times, and I just resigned the game immediately. And then she a man says, has his, his limits. Yeah. yeah. And so she, I started. She started a new game with me, and I resigned that one. And then she started another game with me and spelled out why on the board W H Y, and and so I wrote back to her because it was on the board cheater, and she wrote back. Sorry, it was on the board. All oh, those letters were on the board. Well, yeah, and and so I wrote. Are back, you guys married now? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, and I they have numbers. Play <laughs> and, and and we started playing again. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, we should, in a, in a rom com we would have gotten married. Right, that was, that was wow. the nerdiest meet cute in the history. Of <laughs> but she was a technology. cheater. I would. I don't know if I yeah. could marry a cheater. I play online chess a lot, and you can always tell when someone cheats, especially when it's when it's on the clock. Yeah, because they will. They'll do like their opening moves, and then and then you you move, but you'll you'll each get about you'll get to like move twelve or fifteen on both of your parts, and you know you don't realize that you think it's going okay, but everything is completely set up for them, and then they just run the clock in hopes that you'll just resign, and then with about thirty seconds left on their end, just comp just beat you like because you can pick up oh. bonus time. Yeah. There's different clock modes, right? There's like the the. Uh, the Fisher Bornstein mode, which is of course the yeah, fish bore, yeah, 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 naturally, naturally yeah. the fish bore, uh, where you uh, you gain time, like you can, like for each move of yours, you get you an extra can, couple seconds. Can, well, you can you can also suck their time, right? You know what I mean? Um, but it sucks, man. Sometimes you're on there, and like I get real into it, I get real pumped, and uh, and I always I'm really proud of myself when like because next to everyone's username, there's a little flag. Of where they're playing from, so I always get pumped when I like, know something that just happened in their country, or like I know a little bit of the language. I get to chat it, you know. Um, and then you find out. And people, even though it's chess, even though it's this the most highbrow, like oldest board game aside from I guess Go, you know, yeah. the, these super old board game. Um, people still 
as if it's Xbox Live, just talk shit like a 13-year-old. Yeah, of course. <laughs> fuck you, you fuck you. Yeah. I mean, but isn't that a lot of chess is getting into somebody's head a little bit? I mean... I don't know. I, I, I think I, in an ideal world, there's a curtain between you. I don't need, I just want to, yeah, I just it, want. Was it someone like, I'm going to misquote, but it was someone like Bobby Fischer had some quote along the lines of like, you break the spirit. First, you break the spirit. Yeah, I think that's right. I think the, well, he would play quotes. tournament games. Also, he I hate Jews do. is one of his quotes. I yeah, think. that was one of his <laughs> latest oh, yeah, quotes. Also, also like... just a lot about the elders of Zion. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Great, great quotes about that. Yeah. Not the best dude. Um, so f- find Andrew online. Uh, go to those gigs. Um, I, LA people, I've got a gig coming up at the Improv on the seventh of March. And I'd love to see you guys out there. Uh, anyone in LA? I'm uh, gonna try and get out some of, uh, our probably science friends on as well. Excellent. And um, uh, but seventh of March at the Improv. That's Friday in a couple of weeks' time. Please come down to that. And I'm and I'm gonna be uh this weekend, this coming weekend in Michigan at Dr. Grin's in Grand Rapids. So anyone in or near Grand Rapids or anyone who's got friends in Grand Rapids, tell them to come down and check out the show. Uh, please do that. As always, any questions, comments, clarifications, probablyscience at gmail.com. Yeah. Tweet us at probablyscience. Write nice things about us on iTunes. Subscribe if you're not already subscribing. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, and we will see you next week. Yep. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Shows coming up, I guess. Oh, oh wait, Jesse's got shows no, coming up. No, no, guys. come on. No, I quit. Jesse. Hey, come on. Hey, no, seriously, I don't still... have anything. <laughs> oh. All right, we'll see you guys next <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>